like you doing rattling around this big house? Well, I assure you, I'm married to a man, a human one. One. What's it rain? And I sleep out the We are an unusual couple. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. We just don't know what to expect. To the one that was waiting for me It took so long Still I believe Somehow that the one that I needed It would find me eventually I had a wonder vision of love And it was more than you gave it to me <laughs> What's up, y'all? We're back for the second episode of I Had a WandaVision of Love podcast. This is the Carefree Black Nerd review over the Disney Plus new sitcom series, limited series, WandaVision. Man! Alright, so, episode one was cool. Episode two was great. Um, I'm in this space where <laughs> I'm enjoying the show, and I'm seeing, I don't know, whatever, we'll get to that. So, I am your host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. Thank you all for tuning in for this wild ride with me. Make sure to use that hashtag, I-H-A-W-V-O-L, or I-H-A-W-V-O-L, <laughs> when you're listening to this podcast. This is, oh man, okay, so, WandaVision, premiere, two episodes dropped phenomenal okay some people don't like it some people do me i am like i said before one of those folks who grew up watching i love lucy leave it to beaver dennis the Men. well whatever just old ass tv shows so i love the black and white um sitcoms just period this is something i could just put on go about my day and have it on in the background um i noticed that for a lot of people they are enjoying it and I get it. Um, I think that if it's not for you, it's not for you. But like I've said before, I feel like because the MCU has spent over 10 years, I think 13, 13 and a half at this point, building up stories, showing us that they can tell a good story, a good cohesive story, and tell you a story that matters. I'm like, man, you got to give it more than two episodes. Now, that's not to say that after those two episodes, this is just going to be a fantastic show. Some people still just might not like it. Like Thor wasn't really the strongest marvel movie you know um but you know that's neither here nor there everybody is entitled to their opinions so i'm not bashing anyone you know if it's not for you it's not for you but i'm like man they've given us 13 
years. Another thing that came to mind for me is that some people were saying that they didn't understand it and so they didn't like it. And I know that this is my wheelhouse. Nurse it is what I do. It's for me. But it kind of gives me that Lovecraft Country feel. You know, because I would have I would have expected maybe a few folks to be like, oh, I didn't understand it, whatever. You know, I don't like it. But I have seen a lot. And I'm like, I wonder, because I'm of a certain age, are some of these people like, I don't know, young adults who maybe didn't grow, who grew up with internet. So maybe they never had to watch a I Love Lucy, you know, or sit around watching Mr. Rogers or whatever. Um, I said that because it, I feel like I'm getting some of the same energy from people when Lovecraft Country dropped. And I'm, I, I know I'm coming from a place where these properties are familiar to me. Maybe not 100% because there's a lot of things that happened in this episode that I was like, oh, I don't know what that means, but I know it means something. And I found a thread of a guy, and shit, I'm forgetting his name, on Twitter, but he posted like every reference in comic book form from episode two, like with the beekeepers and everything. If I find it, I'll probably tweet it or maybe attach it to this episode some kind of way. So please follow me on Twitter. So if you aren't, hit me up, Carefree Blurred. That's where it go down. <laughs> so Wanda and Vision are in their separate beds, as you did as a married couple back in the 50s. And there is a knocking or a booming sound coming with inside the house. Now, part of this scene, I believe, was on the Jimmy Kimmel show. And with my excitement for this series, I made sure to avoid any um, released, leaked video. Like that little... Whatever they had, I avoided at all costs. I wanted everything to be new to me. It's the comical... What I think this show does so well is... You can watch WandaVision episodes 1 and 2. And you don't need to know shit about the MCU. You ain't got to know nothing about superheroes. You ain't got to know nothing about that magical shit. It is just a sitcom. The stakes are pretty low. Um, on the surface anyways. You have this misunderstanding about a date in the first episode then you have a a, a, an ominous noise coming somewhere with inside the house that turns out to be a tree branch hitting a window which is like play for laughs because it was hilarious then you get winding vision making love and i do that with air quotes i mean of course you can't see me but it is done in a way that is still family friendly. Like she pushes the beds, the beds together, make them instead of two twin beds, make it one queen or king, king size bed. After that, they get under the covers, and it's not anything like, you know, girl, I'm finna fuck the shit out of you. It's very much like, oh, Wanda, come here, you know. Uh, so that I enjoy. And if you switch these characters out with Lucy and Ricky. What uh, would anybody? It plays the same. The superhero stuff that comes in, of course, that's gonna have you raising some eyebrows. But on its surface, this is just a sitcom. At the first two episodes, anyways. So, non-spoiler review: We get Wanda, fish out of water, dealing with being in this space and adapting and trying her best to keep it together. Trying her best to follow the rules. It's very much a mean girl's story. You know, new girl trying to make sure she don't piss off the mean girl. Same thing with uh, Vision or something similar. He's going through 
a night with the guys and being awkward to fish out of water, making it all work out in the end. And then we get the storyline with them together where they both overcome this, which it, on the surface, the, the thing that they deal with, Wanda and Vision, seems low stakes if you're looking at just the sitcom portion of it. But when you factor in the superhero portion of it, it's very high stakes. And, you know, ultimately, they win in the end. And that's that. So I feel like that's an adequate enough non-spoiler review. So for those of you who have not watched the episode and you don't want to be spoiled, pause it here, watch it, and come back. Or you could just listen and then still watch it. Because nothing I'm going to say is going to change the episode. And you're probably going to see some shit that I ain't discussed. So, spoilers. Wanda, after Vision goes off to work... She is in the house, and their house has has changed. It doesn't look the same. It's very much um, kind of evolving. So we're still in black and white, and Vision goes off to work, and or off to hang out, whatever the hell he go do, whatever it is that robots do. And, well, I'm sorry, before that, they discussed that they're going to do a magic show at the talent show in, like, the town square. He bring out this big-ass... Um, wardrobe, I guess, and I liked that Vision, and this is another thing that feeds into my idea that Wanda is in complete control, um, is that he, however powerful Vision is, because he lifted Thor's hammer without, you know, without breaking a sweat, um, however powerful he is, he seems to be very silly, absent-minded at times like they do the the magic trick and he's like hey dear this is you know why are you still here because he tries to make her disappear and she's like well with magic you have to make it seem like you know that that somebody can figure out what's going on it can't be true magic we can't be found out and i like this sense of this like over not overarching this this presence of fear because even though this is a happy-go-lucky smiling we're doing this you know g golly williker shit there seems to be this thread of people can find out what we are but they're not explicitly saying what they are so let me walk that back wanda and vision moved to town they have an adventure in the first episode have this adventure in the second episode but there's this constant nagging reminder that you're not like everyone else and yes he is hiding him being a robot she's hiding her being um a witch but there is almost this it's almost more like if you've seen bewitched and you've seen you know any other sci-fi show any comedy you know that it's all for jokes but this feels like there's more that we're hiding and that we can't let people find out um, I don't think I explained that well enough, but I think if you watch the second episode and you watch the scene between Wanda and her neighbor, the Regina George character at the, what was it, poolside when it was just them two talking, that scene encapsulates everything that I feel about the ominous presence that is kind of a third leading character in this uh, show. So, Wanda sends her husband off to do whatever he's doing. She's tidying up the house, and then she hears a noise. And it switches from this 
cheerful, happy-go-lucky, black-and-white show. And it's so slightly, I think this is a credit to Elizabeth Olsen's acting, where she kind of tilts her head, looks up, and the mood shifts entirely. So she walks outside, goes to the bushes, and you can see bright, deep red, like a blood red color and yellow. She picks up a helicopter and it's orange or yellow and red, which first thing come to my mind is Tony Stark, Stark Industries, Iron Man outfit, Iron Man uniform, suit armor, whatever. So I'm in my head trying to piece together, oh, what does this mean? You know, is Tony the one talking to her? Is this, did she conjure him back up? Is he alive? Because again, my thoughts are Wanda is being held in a facility maybe a sword facility or she's being held somewhere and her powers are in overdrive and her subconscious has created this world. Now, with that being said, kind of deep cut, kind of not. Those of you who have read X-Men, you know, over the last few years, before X-Men Red, the team that was led by Jean Grey, right before that run, there was a, I can't remember if it was an annual if it was like two or three issues or if it was the end of another run, so forgive me. But when the X-Men, when all of the telepaths in the world were like getting migraines and being fucked up or whatever, and the X-Men in their entirety, not just the team of five or team of six, like every mutant went on the hunt for Jean Grey. And when they found her, she was like in Arizona in some like cavern but in her mind, she had created this very Pleasantville type of space that we're seeing here in WandaVision. Something very similar to this where she's just a regular girl who works at a diner and she interacts with all these different people like the mailman. I can't remember exactly, but let's just say that mailman was like Magneto. And then the lady at the diner was like Polaris. Like it was it was something random and like that. And this is what this feels like. It feels like Wanda has created this world of her own. Now, I say she's in the facility only because I know S.W.O.R.D. will be introduced in this series. She could very well be, like, laying at the bottom of a ditch somewhere or something. But the fact that she keeps getting these um, kind of two-way radio calls where it's like, Wanda, are you okay? Who's doing this to you? Who's holding you? And then at the end of episode one, we saw Darby, who I assume is Darby, um watching this episode of WandaVision in a more modern, uh, very industrial space. So, that's that. <laughs> so we get Agnes. I love this motherfucker. She is hilarious. Oh, it's going to be a gas. <laughs> that motherfucker is crazy. So she pops up while Wanda's at the bush with the uh, with the helicopter, and they're talking. And she's like, yeah, you know, we about to go see homegirl, whatever her name is. She's like, man, you got to be on her good side. She is everything. She makes sure you can get to the best schools, the best parties, whatever. And Wanda is a fish out of water. She is so awkward. I love it. Like, they're sitting around the pool talking about something and, and and another thing that keeps being repeated is for the children like everybody says that at once so that makes me think with my overactive imagination i'm like mutants we talk about mutants um either mutants or young avengers but i don't think young avengers 
at least I, I wouldn't imagine that they are introduced in this timeline just yet. So I'm thinking mutants, but they could very well just mean kids. But I feel like with this show, I'm not taking anything at face value. Um, we meet Geraldine, who's Monica Rambeau, but uh, they introduce themselves at the little pool thing, and her and Wanda are talking, and Miss Regina George, because I do not remember her name, I don't care, uh, not right now anyways, she keeps interrupting them because they interrupting her. And <laughs> Wanda says something like, you know, I feel so out of place, so, like all these ladies are in skirts and I wore pants, like do I, you know, is this is this normal? And that's another thing, like I didn't even... Like, I knew that Wanda's outfit looked odd to me, but I couldn't put my finger on what it was until she said that. Because, again, watching I Love Lucy, this lady was always in the skirt and, I mean, in the dress or something. So, you know, it's just little things like that. Um, Vision, a whole robot, an android, a Samsung, is at a um, a meeting. I don't know, like watch Watchmen's Watch Society, Neighborhood Watch, something like that, with all the guys at the library. They talking. They're not taking him seriously because, you know, he's a nerd. And I like shows that do this where the one character is serious and legitimate in their concerns or whatever, in their convictions, and the way that they speak, because they're so odd, it comes off a different way to the rest of the cast. I don't know why I like that, but he becomes one of the boys, one of the bros, and <laughs> the silliest shit, like, they're all eating, or they're all talking about going out to eat, and the one guy, the black guy, the token, um, Herbert, he's like, yeah, you want to go out to eat with us or something, and Vision's like, oh, no, I don't eat. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe I'm corny, but a lot of these fucking jokes were landed for me. And he's like, oh, no, I mean, I don't eat between meals. You know, I eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't eat between, you know, breakfast and lunch and lunch and dinner. And so they're talking, and it's 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 a good conversation. It's important. But the thing to take away from this scene is that Herbert gives him a stick of gum. And the one guy's like, oh, no, but isn't gum, that's eating, right? He's like, well, no. You know, and Vision breaks down what gum is made of. He puts it in his mouth choose it somebody hits him on the back like laughing and then now it's stuck in his stomach and this animation of being messing up his internal organs and stuff is so of its time i think these first two episodes are solid are solid i want to say if you did like i love lucy and leave it to beaver play about three episodes of each and then slide in these two and kind of mix it up i feel like it would fit exactly so right in the middle of this I don't know, boys' night, whatever. These niggas get the gossiping. <laughs> like, they're telling secrets, but the way it's set up is really good because it, it puts um, Vision kind of on high alert because they're telling all the secrets of the other men in the town, and you feel as if they're going to say, oh, and you know, Vision is a robot. Like, you, you, you understand as an audience member that that is the fear. And so they're like, oh, you know, such and such who had all those bowling trophies, he got them from a yard sale two towns over. And they're like, ah, I never seen that motherfucker bowl. It's really, a, a, it's a cute scene. I like it. It is. And so they, uh, <laughs> they do all this shit. Vision get the this, this shit stuck in his stomach and then they show the little animation. And then we switch back to Wanda and Regina George. And she, Regina George has her cleaning up all the shit on her own. And they get to talking. And 
she's like, you know, I heard about you and your husband. And she's like, well, I don't know what you've heard, but I can assure you we're not here to hurt anyone or something like that. And then the Regina George character is like, I don't believe you. And me, being a freaking over-imaginative nerd, I was like, well, fuck you. (laughs) Why they did shit to your ugly ass? Heifer? No. (laughs) I was mad. So, no. um, So, then right after that, we start hearing from the radio someone, you know, yelling at Wanda, like, Wanda, are you okay? You know, who's doing this to you? And Wanda and the the lady stopping and listen. And it's, I like that this is played for, like, it happens, and then it's acknowledged, and they just move on. Like, the chick was like, you know, what are you? You know, you're not like us. And then, like, that's that's it. And uh, homegirl cuts her hand when she breaks a glass and she looks nervous and the reactions of some of the townspeople is what's making me feel like Wanda is in a facility I'm assuming a sword facility and like some of the people who pop up are people who work in that facility or who are also held in that facility and she's just brought them into her uh this world that she's created uh but when homegirl Regina George cuts her hand open everything is in black and white but the blood uh, nothing but the blood of Wanda. Nothing but the blood of Wanda. Uh, 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 nothing but the blood of Wanda. <laughs> um, so how does a housewife get blood out of linen? Dun, 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 by doing it herself. She pretty much telling Wanda, girl, get the fuck off me. I got this. And, like, everything is normal. So then we go to the, um, the talent show. Oh, no, we get a commercial. Um, and this is for a watch. I forget the villain's name. Um, Striker. Striker? Stricker. Something like that. I'm not familiar. Those of you who are, please use that hashtag. I-H-A-W-V-O-L or I-H-A-W-V-O-L-5. <laughs> and let me know what your thoughts are. So we go to the talent show. It's not anything remarkable. But Wanda, ha. Let me tell you something about Elizabeth Olsen. She said, baby, let me... Let me slide on this negligee, this uh, magician's assistant outfit. I like it. Um, I like it because to me, it feels like we're building her uniform. Yes, it is a magician's assistant, like corset, bathing suit looking thing. But it's very much like throw a cape on that motherfucker and some heels and that headpiece. And you got the Scarlet Witch's uniform. It's in black and white. I assumed that maybe that outfit was like black and gold, but we never see it in color. But I it, I think that either that's part of her uniform or they're deliberately making certain decisions. Like they didn't have to have them do a talent show or magic show on the second episode or even at all. But looking at her in that, in that um, assistance outfit very much to me brings out the original Scarlet Witch uniform. And I said this before, and I said on Twitter, I really feel like WandaVision is MCU's way of centering Wanda as the powerhouse and the character to focus on like they did with Tony Stark. It would only make sense. You fucked around and regardless to how you, me, or anybody feels about Scarlet Scarlett Johansson, you have... You had Black Widow forever, and she's just now, after being murdered or committing suicide or whatever, now she's getting a solo film, and three phases later, 
Like, that makes absolutely no sense. You had all these powerful women before, and yet now we're finally getting a woman-led film. Like, yeah, Captain Marvel came, you retconned that as being the beginning, but we all know the truth. We saw Iron Man in 2008. Like, let's not... You can't rewrite history. This ain't an actual comic book. So, that being said, and Wanda being the most powerful Avenger, because uh, Thor can't fuck with her. This motherfucker is off the charts. So... I feel like you shift things so that she is the focus only makes sense. She's a woman. She's the most powerful. She is probably the easiest way for you to introduce mutants. And she has the, like a very complicated history with Avengers, with X-Men, with mutants, and just in general, bring her fucking brother back. Let's see Wicked and Speed, you know, bring in Wonder Man uh, and the Executioner, follow the, like it's... So many things that could be, even if you don't do any of that, you can't deny the history that you've laid out has her extremely powerful and she's been around forever. And again, going back to Black Widow, you had her for so fucking long whooping ass, taking names like the first two seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were fucking phenomenal. I felt you, you got, you owe it to the fans. And Scarlet Witch ain't nothing to fucking, you know, laugh at, shake a stick at, or whatever the fucking saying is. She is bad ass. And I think Elizabeth is doing a really good job with this character. Because, again, how many times has she been portrayed in live action before Elizabeth? And how many times in animated where that was so long ago, that's no definitive Wanda. Wanda Django Maximoff. So, yeah, that's my rant. So, they're in the talent show. Uh, <laughs> Vision is drunk because the gum is messing up his insides, and so he's fucking stuff up. He's doing, he's revealing his powers, like his strength and stuff. And Wanda has to use her chaos, hex magic, or whatever to change things that he's doing, so it seems like it's a fake prop. Um, shit is silly as hell. But we do all this just for them to um, be nervous. That they've ruined the talent show. But it turns out they won for the best comedy act. Not even magic act. Um, in one of the acts. They bring out the wardrobe from earlier. And <laughs> Vision drunk off his ass. Doesn't let Wanda get in the box. And then make her disappear. But he pulls Gertrude. Or Geraldine or whatever. From behind the stage. Into the box. And at the end when they're uh, taking their war, She's whispering to Wanda. She's like. Girl, what the fuck happened? I was just backstage, and then I was in a coffin. <laughs> it's just like, oh, nothing. You did great. It's you know, it's magic. And I'm like, okay, this feels like shit is fin to ramp up, and I mean fin to fin to ramp up in episode three. Um, they won. It it really kind of makes me a little upset because I do want to spend more time in this space. Because I do enjoy those I Love Lucy, Leave it to Beaver type shows. I know we're going to go through the next seven episodes and build to something great, fine. But it would be nice to have, you know, occasionally, maybe every quarter, you know, maybe every couple holidays to drop a WandaVision episode in this same black and white old school vein. Because I really honestly enjoyed both, you know. And to those of you out there who find it boring, you're entitled to your opinion. But I really would like for someone to tell me why they don't like it. Well, why it's bad, why they consider it bad, and not let it be like, oh, I don't like it. 
like that's fine you don't have to like it but like what is it because i can tell you about things that i don't like about you know certain shows and movies and i can tell you why i don't like them and it could just be no fuck it i don't like it but with this 13 years under our belt and this slow burn this new formula this new never done in in uh mcu style show even if I didn't like these characters, because I'm trying to think, who don't I really like? Um, as far as MCU is concerned. Okay, so Hawkeye. I don't like him at all. But with the Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, is it a movie or a series? Series. I'm still going to give that, even if I don't like the first episode, I'm going to continue to watch. Not just because I'm a fan, but I like West Coast Avengers. I like Kate Bishop. I'm still kind of learning her history, but I like the uh, books that I've read her in, and I know that the Hawkeye in the comics is much more charming and interesting than the one that we get with Jeremy Renner. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. So if if, if this had have been, <coughs> excuse me, if this had have been Hawkeye switched out from WandaVision, but it was like the same black and white, I would still enjoy it because that's just what I like. But I don't know. We'll see. At this point, I think I'm kind of rambling. So we get to the end. They, uh, Wanda pulls the gum out of <laughs> Vision's stomach. And they get home. And they're like, man, this was a great night. You and I together. I love you, babe. Uh-huh. Good shit. And then there is a noise <clears throat> from outside. And they walk outside. And standing on the court, it feels kind of like Harry Potter. The first uh, movie, that opening scene where, like, the street is dark. And then what those, I don't know, y'all know what I'm talking about, because I think I'm mixing two movies. But either way, it feels like a Harry Potter scene. And so they're standing at the corner, and it's interesting um, to see them in black and white and Vision and Wanda standing there on the street with nobody else is outside. And then the manhole cover from the street in front of them lifts up and outsteps the beekeeper. <laughs> Uh, going back to that guy I was talking about from Twitter, he mentioned that two different possibilities of who that beekeeper could be. I do not remember. Forgive me. I'll do better next time. And so the beekeeper comes out, full white beekeeper outfit. On his back is a logo that was on Vision's tie in the first episode. And so I think it's sword. I think it ties in the sword. And I love that the man comes out, ominous, dark, scary music. And Wanda looks at him and she says, no. Like, and that's it. And then they rewind back to the moment where they're like, oh, is this really happening? Where we find out Wanda was pregnant. And they're like, oh, yes, my love, this is it. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is it. You know, I love you. They kiss. And then black and white starts to turn to color ever so slightly. So his face is now like the burgundy fuchsia color. His face and skin have come into, or skin, quote-unquote skin, has come into a color. She turns a bit, and the whole room manifests color, and then finally her envision, clothes, and everything is colorful. She's wearing her dark blood burgundy maroon colored outfit, and then we end. And I'm like, this is a fucking good show, goddammit. <laughs> so, um, then that voice, Wanda, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Uh, Wanda, is someone doing this to you? What did it say? I think that's it. Uh, yeah, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Wanda, Wanda. So, there's that. 
Um, all in all, I like the episode. I'm looking forward to episode three. Like, and I love that they have this releasing on a Friday because it is very much TGIF. It's very much Friday night sitcoms. Family sitting around for that what uh, seven to ten hour block. Wait, is it seven to ten or seven to yeah? Seven to nine, something like that. You know, I used to be back in the day. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. And I'm, I'm, I know that they're uh, working towards something big. I'm just, I'm excited. It's again, I said before, and I can't remember which episode, but how I was really not a fan of the MCU for a while. It may have been on Ivy's podcast. Uh, but there's, there was some time where I was like, man, I'm sick and tired of this. You're giving me, like, this shit, and I just, I'm tired. So it wasn't that the quality had gone down. It's just like I was, I feel like we were kind of stagnant where, though we were getting good films, they were all going to ultimately be the same. And once the promo for WandaVision started going heavy towards the end of last year, it really started changing for me because i'm like man this is something new this is something different and even if at the end of the nine episodes i don't like it as a whole it happened it was new it was different and you can't say that they're not trying different stuff um i love a mystery i love having a show where yeah there's easter eggs and there's stuff that you could pick out as a fan but this is new you know, this is new. Yeah, it could be loosely based off of Vision, the Tom King series. Some people keep saying House of M. Others are saying Avengers Disassembled. Like, yeah, that stuff remains true. But we haven't gotten a show like this. Um, I don't know. And then shout out to Atlanta, where they were shot. Hey, <laughs> so that's it. I'll leave it here, y'all. Let me know your thoughts. You know, if you have any answers to the questions I pose, if you have any additional insight, because I don't know everything. I know a little bit. I know just a little bit to say I'm damn near professional, but not enough to be like, you can pay me for this because I'm a professional. <laughs> so um, all in all, thank you guys for joining me on this ride for the second episode. Look out for the third one. I think I'm, I'll continue recording these. And... Until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and please do not let anybody come out of the ground in front of your house, okay? And don't let nobody get you drunk off of bubblegum either, because it's your life. <laughs> and you had a vision, a Wanda vision of love. And it was, all right, y'all, fuck it, I'm out. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>